Life is full of questions. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues to try to figure out. You need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hit it. You'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien and I talking about conventional wisdom. Maybe it's not always so wise. So that's going to be the topic this week. What's going on, my friend? How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing really good. Yeah, we just got back a a little bit ago from our trip to out west, Wyoming, South Dakota, all that. It was fun. Had a good time. Nice. uh, Yeah, yeah. We we drove a lot of miles. This is the first time we've driven out there. We usually fly. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is a cruise. we drove a lot, so nice, uh, nice when to plan that when fuel prices are the lowest we've seen ever in history, right? So. Yeah, that might not have been the smartest of moves, but I guess versus uh, fuel prices, I don't know, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't even check this time. There were just so many things we wanted to see on the way. We were like, ah, let's let's. Well, drive. you had you had to do the, like the world's biggest ball of yarn, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Biggest ball of wax. That's right. Then the the wall drug. Wall drug is uh, is you start seeing billboards for this place four hundred miles before you get there, and I'm not exaggerating. Now it's kind of like it's, south uh, of the border in South Carolina. You see these uh, yeah. things for it for like two hundred miles before you actually get there. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, we uh we we stopped of course. Everyone stops, but that was the biggest tourist trap I've ever been to in gotcha. my life. So, gotcha. yeah. yeah. See, yeah. I can't do road trips or even think about them without thinking about vacation, like the original <laughs> vacation movie, the Chevy <laughs> yeah. Chase movie, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, especially long long, you know, rides across the country and we used to do that a lot, you know, uh, when I was younger as well. And it was just always like, to me, it was always fun. You know, my wife's like, I don't like to drive that long, you know, but I was like, it's, <laughs> it's actually kind of fun. You can, if you, you can, break it up and just don't try to just punch out 10 hours yeah, day, and get you know, goofy straight with without yeah. stopping. Yeah. You yeah. got to stop and just enjoy it. Not, yeah. uh, not just try to push through it. Yeah. Cause then that's when you wind up having Aunt Edna die and you got to tire to the roof of the thing. You know, <laughs> that's right. All that kind of that's stuff. Right. If you get about the dog being on the that's bumper. That's right. Dog whatever, on the yeah. bumper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not being serious folks. If you haven't <laughs> no, seen the no, movie, that's, that's right. what we're talking about. Uh, hopefully everybody's seen the classic vacation from the eighties. That's hopefully, a, such yeah. a good movie. Yeah, all right. right. I mean, it's, it's silly, but it's good. Silly, right? Um, <laughs> yes, it is. All right. So let's talk about conventional wisdom. Clearly traveling across the country, right. Is, uh, you know, is a kind of a, conventional kind of thing to do. We used to do that yeah. a lot, right? Yeah. Maybe it's not so yeah, wise right, right now, as you mentioned, because of the gas prices. <laughs> um, so what about real estate? You know, we, we hear, mm. well, they're not making any more, Nathan. You can't go wrong with yeah, it. So that's true. do some no. real estate. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, you know, I mean, everybody looks at it right now and says, hey, real estate's crazy high. And it, and, and it is, you know, for, for the most part, everything around us is selling for ridiculous prices. It is starting and to creep down, though, thanks to that is, first pickup. That's up. right. Yeah. That's right. You know, it goes in cycles, just like the, the stock market. I mean, it's up and down as well. So we just don't tend to see it fluctuate as much in real estate because, quite honestly, we're just not looking at the values every day, you know. But people tend to think that real estate is amazing and it's going to do better than anything else and all of this stuff. And they forget about the 
you know, the, the potential negatives that can happen. So, you know, there's just a lot of stuff there and, um, you know, like lack of liquidity, you know, that's a big deal. You know, you're not guaranteed to sell it quickly. You may need those funds. If you have, you know, eight or 10 or 20 rental properties or something like that, you you may not be able to sell that. Even if you just have two or one, I mean, this thing is the worst case scenario. It's still a house, (laughs) right? And houses have, that's right. They have costs and issues and, you know, that's true. And there's so many people, out there that are just trying to buy and maybe they can't afford it. They're trying to do too much maybe. And, and they get all the way to, you know, halfway through closing and they're like, oh, I just can't, I can't do this. And yeah. so you spend all that time, 30, 45, 60 days, whatever, trying to um, get this worked out. And then last minute it falls through, mm-hmm. you know, so it just, it can be frustrating. Uh, sometimes it can move really quickly and just be super surprising. But um, even in this market, I mean, people Location. definitely could sell pretty fast. Like everybody was, no, that's right. like everybody that's I talked right. to, if they were selling something, it was moving like hotcakes and people were like in bidding wars over it. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, the, but the thing that surprises me is sometimes, I mean, you look at a property, I've, I've got some clients, they great property, great location perfect size house for the market. I mean, it's, you know, 3000 square feet. It's, you know, all this, this is what's, you know, selling really hot around here. Mm -hmm. It's set on the market for almost a year. Wow. And there's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's, it's a great location, all that. It just, I don't know. There was something maybe that wasn't what people were looking for, but, um, you know, finally it's, it's, you know, in the process right now of, of selling. So hmm. it's just a, you, you never know. No, uh, there's all, all kinds of things, you know, rising taxes, you can't control that. So property taxes may go up tremendously. Insurance premiums may go up tremendously because of, you know, your local market or whatever, or worst case scenario is difficult tenants, you know, if you're renting oh, gosh, this property. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, it can be a nightmare. Well, that. you got to have so, the temperament for it. That's the thing you too, do. right? So yes, the conventional right. wisdom, we've, you know, we all, we, grew, we all grew up hearing, hey, if you can get you some property, some real estate. And and again, it can be it can be valuable, but it's what are you doing? How is it fitting within the structure of what yes. you need? No, that's uh, right. Don't buy a piece of property thinking, hey, eventually they're going to they're gonna buy it from me for, you know, some new shopping center and, and I'm going to make a billion dollars off of it. You know, just make sure you got a strategy for all that, right? So I, yeah. I I've had friends right. that have bought, you know, you know, ten acres someplace. And I'm like, yeah, when are they going to build that? Like in thirty years, whenever the <laughs> when eventually the That's town right. catches up to the fact that you bought this yeah. in the sticks. Yeah, you know, yeah. so you got to have a purpose. Right. No, that's true. And that, you know, I have, I have a client, he's passed away now. Great, great friend of mine, great client. Um, and he would always, we would always have discussions because he bought some farmland locally for two, $300 an acre. And it's worth 10,000 an acre now. Wow. And he was always talking about, you know, that was a pretty good investment. I wasn't bad. I was like, yeah, that wasn't too bad. (laughs) You know, so it, uh, there's, there's always those stories you hear about just kind of like Las Vegas. You hear about that stuff, you know, when people do really good, but sometimes you just don't hear about the bad stuff that happens. So don't naturally think that it's going to be the best investment you've ever done. Yeah, exactly. It may not be. (laughs) So we're talking about conventional wisdom, right? So let's go to the next one, which is good debt, bad debt. You know, the house, your mortgage falls into the good debt conversation. And so often we hear, well, get rid of all your bad debt, you know, and the house is up for debate. Um, Conventional wisdom is, you know, I mean, I think most advisors would say, hey, if you can get rid of all of it, do it. 
Yes, that's right. No, I mean, you definitely don't want credit card debt and, you know, auto debt and things like that. Those things are uh, are some of the bad kinds of debt that you can have, um, you know, so you get those things gone as quickly as possible. Mortgage does help. It is a little more desirable because of having, you know, the the interest write-off and all of those things that you have with that. So, um, but, you know, there are so many people, so many of my clients that once they get that paid off, it's just freedom. You know, when they get the mortgage paid off, there's so much freedom there. There's so much more that you can do because, t- I mean, typically our mortgage is the highest, by far the highest payment that we have um, for things. So, uh, you know, having that financial freedom is is amazing. Having that, it's not necessarily good to have that debt. So you can also use those funds if you did have other debts to to just you know tackle those debts or whatever. So um, and if you pay it off early, then you reduce interest. I mean, there's a lot of positive things about paying that mortgage off early and not you know not having definitely not carrying that debt into retirement. That can just be super beneficial. Yeah, definitely. You know, and there's. I guess that's that conversation of if you can do it, yes. I mean, if it makes sense, but right. make sure that it makes sense, right? So we, right. Us, we have these conversations. Somebody will say, uh, okay, I got you know, uh, 100000 left on my mortgage, <laughs> so let me that's pull right. 100000 out of my 401k to pay it off, and then I'll sleep better mm. at night. Oh, man. Is, yeah. that, is that a good move? May, no, maybe not, right? That's probably not in that case. You know, it, it may be in few circumstances, but most of the time, you know, especially now, I mean, markets are down. Most accounts are down, and so you're looking at that. You're looking at an interest rate. Probably, if you locked in any time in the past ten years, your interest rate is probably less than three percent. You know, if yeah. you're not purchasing right now, now the interest rates are higher now. But um, if you've locked in any time in the last ten years before, you know, six months ago, then then your interest rate is really low. So it doesn't make sense to necessarily pull out of your investments that are making six, eight, 10, 12%, whatever they're making on return over the long term, and pay off something that the mortgage is two and a half percent. Okay. That's probably not the best thing in most situations, but it, it could be. I mean, that's everyone's situation is different. So just make sure you talk to your advisor about it. Make sure it fits in your financial plan because that really can, you know, taking a hundred, hundred and fifty thousand dollars out yeah. and paying off that can really blow up your retirement plan because of the time value of money. So that right, your, right. your plan may be expecting that to be there and compound that interest over time. So uh, anyway, just look at that before you make a decision and, and don't just jump in saying, hey, I need to get this yeah, paid off. Yeah, and, definitely run the math, right? And then yes, get, get the absolutely. logic and the math put into it. And then you could talk with your advisor about, okay, now here's the emotional part and this is where I need help, right? Yeah, you that's know, right. Because I really, right. I would really feel better and sleep at night if I got <laughs> if rid I of it. Well, well of course, right? But let's, right. let's just do the math. Let's just make sure that uh, and then we and, and then maybe it's something where okay let's wait till we get down to closer to like you know seventy or sixty thousand left on the mortgage yeah. and then look at it something like yeah. that so no and a lot of times people just don't think about that you know when they retire they're still going to have income you know mm-hmm. and, and a tremendous amount of income a lot of times and it's just not coming from their job and and they're like well I just want to not have that or what well the plan actually is calling for you to take ten thousand a month you know and and all this stuff so having a thousand dollar mortgage, that's not that bad, you know, when you're, when you're looking at that. So there's just a lot of things that you need to consider. 
uh, in that situation yep. with your plan, with your retirement. Okay. So again, conventional wisdom, right? Just make it's not yep. always the wisest, but it could be. You just have to you have to see. Um, I'm going to jump to four, then I'll go back to three because it makes more sense to me. I don't know why oh, they okay. did it this no, way. That's fine. But that's uh, you know, there's <laughs> advisors got you guys love this. I know you do, right? There's the <laughs> conventional wisdom of well, if your investments aren't doing so well, try something else. Yeah, no, that's right. That's uh, that's exactly what we do when we go to a casino. Also, <laughs> if if that machine's not winning for us, let's go somewhere else because yeah, we're yeah. going to win. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 you know, well, I pulled on this one like three times and nothing <laughs> happened. So I'm going to go to this one over here. That's right. Let's go. So, yeah, the worst idea. Worst idea. If you're diversified properly, if you're allocated correctly. So you got to do that first. Okay. That's right. the most important thing. So diversify right. Allocate for your time horizon, your risk tolerance, and then just hang on to it. You know, yeah, maybe there's some small things you need to tweak over time, but not changing your entire allocation. So many people just... Right, wholesale changes, right? Oh, yeah. yes. It's well, so well, crazy. Ch- yeah. Well, check this out, Nathan. So according to Morningstar, uh, they did something a little while back, and it said investors on average lose 2.5% of their wealth every year due to trying something new, yeah. right? So yeah. every year you're losing 2.5% because often it involves, you know, uh, charges and, you know, you know costs. Well, and, they buy at the wrong time. And they I buy mean, and people, sell at the wrong yeah, time. Yeah, that's exactly right. We can't see the future. And and the problem is that none of us think that it's us that's going to lose that two and a half percent. It's our friends. It's our neighbors. It's somebody else that's doing it. It's not us, you know, because mm-hmm. we're not average. <laughs> we're not the ones that we're yeah. not the ones that are doing that. We're making smart decisions. And that's that's just our mind, our emotions working against us because we yeah. are that two and a half percent if we're making those. I mean, that's, Very that's Very where true. that number comes yeah. from. So, Great point. Yeah. So yeah, don't just, yeah, small tweaks. Yes, your plan is not stone, right? It's going to ebb and flow. You're going to work with your advisor and you're going to make adjustments along the way, but just, well, this isn't working, so let me out of here kind of thing. No, uh, do so, that's, you know, right. that's not always the best strategy. So. And your retirement plan should have this type of volatility built in. You know, it you should have this type of expectation built into the portfolio and, and because this is gonna happen. You oh, know yeah. now two thousand eights, those don't happen very often, that kind of market. But but this kind of thing happens very well, common. Yeah, and, and, and not two thousand nine or even ten, if you wanna say, to twenty twenty one doesn't yeah. happen that often either. No, that's right. right. That's the no, second that's longest right. run ever. I think the first one was what, eighty two to two thousand yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so it yeah. was a long time, twenty plus years there. Yeah. So and this um, one was happened, what, fourteen, right. so it was, yeah. Yep. Okay, last one. Uh, instead of the math side of things or the number side of things, conventional wisdom of uh, retirement is a chance to relax and chill out and you know enjoy yourself. And that's true. And you definitely <laughs> want to do that. But yeah. there's two folds to this. I think one is... You know how many how many how many times have you heard from a client, Nathan? I don't have time to do stuff when I'm retired. How I, 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 I <laughs> work, all right? The time. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't get right. stuff done. But then the second that's thing right. is, even if like your plan was to retire and sit on your rump for an entire year and do nothing, which <laughs> yes. is great if that's because you've right. earned it. But at some point, like I think our instincts kick in or something kicks in, and we're like, I can't just sit all the time, right? No, we have to do something. No, that's right. And I think most people understand that. It's it's just the a lot of times people just don't plan for that, mm-hmm. you know. So they'll say, "Well, I'm going to do stuff," and then they just don't actually calculate the cost of that or the time the that's going to take okay. to do that. Yeah. So it's you know, yes, you want to relax. That's that's part of what retirement is. But there's also, I mean, there's so many things you can do. So many different activities. So many. Just it's just a new chapter of right. your life. Well, for the most know? part, we're so, not dying at sixty five and no, know, retiring right. at sixty five. Right? I mean, statistically, you got twenty more years. Yeah. So do something you know with that time frame and don't just kind of let that 
blow by, really. Uh, you know, you're better off to to enjoy some new challenges, yeah. new activities, things like that. So try some of this stuff. Try some things that um, maybe you've always wanted to do. Learn how to do something else. I've had clients go back to to school and get another degree and, or, or just get some kind of skill that they've always wanted. Now, maybe they didn't do something with that, but they just enjoyed that spent some time on that and we're able to enjoy it so yeah exactly just, i mean yeah my, my grandfather I, I never met him but he retired um he was he i think he retired in 19 like 56 or 57 okay. and he passed away in 1960 but he, he had a little piece of property on the front of his uh on the front of his big property he was had farmland and stuff like that and he put a little little um candy store there and so, oh, you cool. know, in 1956 yeah. or 1957, his idea for retirement was this little candy store where he sat yeah. on the front porch and literally whittled. That's what he wanted to do. And wow. he did that for three years before he died, right? Yeah. But he had his grandkids. Yeah. They're all older than me. My, my, uh, I'm, I'm way down the line, and the, my, my parents waited forever, so <laughs> everybody's way <laughs> older than me. But anyway... He had like his grandkids or whatever. They would work at the store, right? They would sell the candy and they would clean up and they would do all. And it was just awesome. a little little teeny shop, no, right? But yeah. that was his goal. And he only lived for a couple of years before he passed away. Well, and to your point, we just don't do that anymore, right? We're we're no, living so much right. longer um, right. that right. eventually, if you do retire at the conventional wisdom age of sixty five, I guarantee you, you're going to be pretty darn bored. And if you're feeling good, you're going to want to get out there and do stuff. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And there's so many things that are available, you yeah. know, so just, I mean, it's just wide open. So um, a lot's changed we, in 60 years. <laughs> it has. Yeah, it has. And so if we just don't, you know, if we think outside the box, we hear that all the time. But if we just think about, you know, really, what do I want to do? What's mm-hmm. something that I've always wanted to do? I mean, that's the time. That's the time. You know? yep. Yeah. I mean, there you go. If you don't do it then, you're not going to. So if not now, when? That's is, right. is how that saying goes. <laughs> so conventional wisdom, it has some you know great points to it, but it may not be. The world's changed so much, right? So it just may not be apropos now, right? That's things right. have changed yep. so much. So yeah. a lot of the conventional things like, hey, we go to, you know, get a job, you work there 40 years, you pump into your 401k, you'll be in a lower tax bracket when you retire, right? That's yeah. conventional yeah. wisdom. And we've right. seen time and time again, that is not the case anymore. No, right? that's right. So. That's that's true. So you have to you have to think about those things. And, you know, maybe it is your situation. It may be. But again, that's why this, why retirement plans are so important. You know, it's just, you've got to look at what you're trying to accomplish what your goals are and then set that stuff in writing so you have something to follow something to yep. to shoot for you know uh, was it lewis carroll said uh, if you don't know where you're going any road will take you there so, yes. <laughs> so right. get yourself a road get yourself a strategy and get yourself some answers here on the financial answer thanks for hanging out with us folks as always we appreciate it stop by the website if you're not already working with nathan if you uh, uh, would like to get some more information or whatever the case might be or just subscribe to the podcast which you can find all of it at the financialanswer.com that's the financialanswer.com and we will see you next time here on the show thanks buddy thank you have a good week everybody we'll catch you next time here on the podcast this has been the financial answer O'Brien & Associates is a registered advisory firm in Tennessee. This show is intended for information and educational purposes only. Consult with a qualified advisor before taking any action.